Okay, welcome to another edition of the Culture Class Podcast, the podcast where we get to interact with people from different backgrounds and get to learn about other cultures. My name is Nosa Iyare, and welcome to another episode. First, before I go ahead and introduce my guests, uh, I just want to say a special shout out to everyone who has been supporting me uh, on the podcast journey. Um, today, I'm recording this on November the 18th. And yesterday, or sorry, two days ago on November the 16th, uh, I clocked 100 episodes. So it's been two years of doing the podcast now and, you know, 100 episodes, thousands of minutes, I think, talking to people from almost 50 countries, like, you know, uh, thank you, you know, listeners for tuning in every week. Thank you to my editor, Nitro, for helping me edit the episodes. Thank you to, you know, family, friends, people who follow us on social media, and all our supporters. With that, let's get right into the episode. Uh, today, I have, oh, I, I thought you were actually my first European guest, but I think I've had someone from uh, Romania before and a couple of people from the UK, you know, even though, you know, that's not necessarily like Europe, Europe, but welcome, Mataus Tomaskovich. Did I get that correctly? Yeah, close, pretty close. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you credit for it. Um, I believe it's Mataus Tomaskovich, but Mat- yeah, Mataus Tomaskovich. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's like the uh, European sort of pronunciation of it. I guess the Americanized way of saying my name would just be Matt Tomaskovich. So it's pretty interesting because, you know, I watch a lot of soccer and, you know, like you European players, when you see the name at the back of their jersey, you want to pronounce it a certain way, but it's totally different. Like, like you said, with the S's, like she has that, you know, ch sound and things like that. But yeah. how are you doing, man? What's going on? Doing well, man. Um, look, I was looking forward to this interview. I've, I've listened to a couple of your episodes and yeah, it's very interesting. I'm glad that we, um, we connected on the Bumble business, um, the Bumble app on the business side of it, and it was my first first uh, podcast. So, thank you for having me, man. Most definitely, most definitely. Just curious, what what uh, episodes did you listen to, and what do you think? Uh, first one was the micro um, micro country, or was it micro nation? Oh, the micro nation. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, and then the I forgot, I forgive me, I forgot his name, but it was the, the comedian guy, um, the local comedian guy. Oh, where, where the AF? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where the, where the AF? Oh, yeah. Dude, dude is pretty funny. Uh, which reminds me, I think I have an invitation to go out to the Republic of Molotia in uh, Nevada. Maybe I'll make my way, make my way out there and go record an episode in person. Yeah. Um, you should. Man. That's something I would probably like to sw- uh, go through. And visit myself too, man. Yeah, most definitely. Um, let, let's talk about you for a little bit. So um, you have Czechoslovakian uh, lineage, even though you were born here in the U.S. Uh, if I assume correctly, your parents were are first generation Czechoslovakian immigrants, right? Living in the U.S. Is that correct? Uh, no, no, it would be my great grandparents um, from the uh, Slovak Polish region. Um, they Immigrated in, I believe, uh, when my grandma was like a teenager. So she's, uh, that was like 60 years ago, 60 something years ago. And um, so, and then they moved to New Jersey. And so I have a lot of people from uh, the East Coast, from the Jersey area. And 
yeah, it's a, uh, it's that's pretty. That's all I really know. I mean, I don't really know too much about my great grandparents. Um, like I know that you know they, um, my or I should say great uncles and my great grandparents. But I know a little more about my great uncles. Um, they you know they liked one of them liked birds. Was really fascinated mm. about birds and animals and interesting. Um, and one of one of the other one liked to play harmonica and like violin was into like classical kind of music a little bit of piano and stuff so might have um, inherited that artistic side of it, of my family from that that's like I, I don't really know too much about the other about like my mom's side but that's what i have from my dad's side it's um from that region and uh yeah my grandma liked to cook like you know, there's so like, just a, a general like a, a immigrant, typical immigrant family. Like everyone is like pretty close. Like it was like a, a pretty large family where you live close to your relatives or maybe even in the same house. That kind of thing. Uh, maybe not for you, but maybe for your parents or grandparents. That kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of my relatives are um, in New Jersey, and um, I believe like uh, two or three generations are from the. Um, like Polish region and um, Italy, mostly um, Eastern and Western European, and um, good like almost about thirty percent of it is Italy too. And so um, I believe, like, yeah, I only I, I was raised by my grand grandma, and it was just me, my sister, my grandma, my my father, and um, a lot of the relatives are from Jersey. Some of them moved to. I grew up in New Mexico, and some of them, some of them moved to New Mexico with, along with my my um, my grandma and dad, and and from, from New Jersey to New Mexico, that's that's like two different, yeah, <laughs> two, two different scenes entirely. If you live in the U.S., you probably understand if you're listening to this. You yeah, know what? Sure. You know what's fascinating about your background, like. Initially, when I see someone with uh, uh, a name like Matosh Tomaskovich, like I either think you're a first-generation immigrant or your parents were first-generation immigrants, it's amazing to see that you're fourth-generation in the U.S., but you know your parents still deemed it necessary to maintain that name traditionally. Like they didn't, you know, shorten their name to like Thomas, and you go by Matt Thomas now or something like. Is that is it common for people of Czechoslovakian uh, lineage to still maintain those traditions and you know names? Or are there things that your grandma did, you know, raising you that were you know peculiar to the Czech Czechoslovakian culture that wasn't necessarily American? Um, yeah, that's what it seems like. I feel like um, there's like, cause yeah, I mean, cause I see it from uh, I see it coming from my grandmother because she likes to cook certain she or she liked to cook certain dishes that are from that region you know like 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 homemade pierogies and and dumplings and uh, potato pancakes what they what we call it uh like very like they like their potatoes i guess like really like homemade like they like to take their time like they like to make their dough and uh, and stuff like that and mm. as far as carrying on the name uh i know that like i'm the last male tomaskovic in in the family as far as my side um or as far as yeah as far as like what i know 
or what my my actual the family I grew up with knows. Mm-hmm. And um, I tried to be pressured into carrying on the name. I mean, um, I, I imagine that a lot of the that region like will carry on the name and like has very um, they're more close with their family and they like they want to carry on the the name and legacy of of where they came from and everything. And I'd like to, you know, travel to that side of the world and see if I have long lost relatives that I'm, mm. I don't feel like I'm the last, you know, male of my name, you know? Yeah. Like when your great grandparents uh, migrated, they, maybe they had siblings or other people who, who stayed back and, you know, things like that. Um, but that's pretty interesting. It's interesting you said that. So we're supposed to have this interview, like what, a couple of weeks ago? Uh, but, you know, scheduling issues and whatnot, and you actually said you wanted to do a 23andMe test, and the 23andMe is kind of like an ancestry test, and you said you wanted to do that in preparation for this podcast. That's pretty interesting, because we've only had one person do a 23andMe test, um, Alicia Page. Uh, I can't remember the episode, but uh, it was an episode called Family Tree, and, you know, she's like part you know, European, part Hispanic, like she has all this mix of things. Like, mm-hmm. what was your result from the, what? First, let me ask, like, what spurred you to want to do a 23andMe test? Because your lineage is pretty obvious, knowing that you had, you knew that your grandparents came from Czechoslovakia. Why did you want to go, uh, you know, further than four generations uh, to really find out the history of where you're from? And what were the results of that ancestry test? Um, that's, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, I guess, I mean, a big motivation to do that was, um, meeting you, of course, and you, and your, your podcast is culture class and you, you like to stick in the category of culture and everything. But, um, upon like, you know, reconnecting with my mother and everything, she's from a different, um, background. And so that kind of got in the back of my head and, same with my, um, and one of my sisters, she did her own, uh, 23andMe and, you know, that stuck in my, the back of my head too. I just wasn't motivated to do it myself because, you know, it's kind of expensive. It's like, you know, um, I wasn't really prepared to pay for that stuff or prepared to send my DNA to like, or cross the nation or the world or whatever. And, uh, so you know, just speaking with my mom, she seems to be a little unsure about where she is from. She's, um, she, you know, was believing that she, you know, there's a part Italian and German and then all these other small percentages of, you know, Irish and African and things of that nature. And, uh, so yeah, large part of the motivation was, um, being speak, being on this podcast and speaking with you and, uh, I just, I feel like it's, it was important anyway. That wasn't the only motivation. I, I feel like it was something I wanted to do regardless. And I finally, you know, had the, had the money to, to do it for myself. And, um, just, yeah, it is very interesting. It's very, it's something it, I'm still learning. I still have to, I, I'm still very new to the, the platform on, on the thing. Um, cause you know, uh, there's like relatives that will message you and, you, and they're like from, a certain region and they have these different last names and um if you're willing to like put in more information about yourself then the more results you'll find basically 
But what, what does your result look like right now? Like what's the percentage, like the major breakdown of uh, your heritage? Yeah. I'm mostly Eastern European, about 46%. And it's it's mainly concentrated in the Polish uh, region uh, on the border of Slo Slovakia. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the, the city. It's like Krakow. And it's, yeah, it's on the border of Slovakia and Poland. And um, there's like 16 regions within that, 16 re possible regions where I um, have similarities with the, with the family background, uh, like Lesser Poland, uh, Podkarpaki, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, Lodz, and then Greater Poland, and then Silesian, and all, all these are Voivodeship, and it's like a, a bound, uh, <laughs> I'm not too educated on the, the words, Voivodeship is it's mostly of that and um only only two regions of Slovakia apparently and um does that does does your does your result make you curious in any way I mean you talked about wanting to you know visit your uh your homeland if I would say or you know your your great-grandparents homeland Czechoslovakia but does do, does your result make you want to explore other places and want to go to other places yeah, absolutely. Um, especially being a musician, it's some it's a way for me to have motivation to travel. And you know, along the way, I, I you know I'd like I really like to connect relatives through this. I mean, it 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 can be tricky because not everybody uses the twenty um, three me thing, you know. So you have to really um, find creative ways to find other people that you might be related to and everything and. Mm -hmm. Um, to actually trust those people and know where you're going and, you know, knowing what their culture is and be respectful and knowing which, knowing the uh, area, knowing what you're getting into, like, you know, because it could be a dangerous area or something like that, or um, but just like a huge culture shock, you know, they, you, you could get in trouble for like, you know, walking on the wrong, wrong side of the road or something like that. But where, where, have, where have you traveled to outside the U.S.? I have not. So that's oh, really yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I guess yeah, you're in for uh, a lot of culture shock in a way. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, mostly yeah. The I like to do travel to like you know the Slovakia, Polish, Pol Polish areas, and Italy, and Spanish, and you know even even parts of Africa. I feel like this, this, uh, my profile got updated a bit when I first glanced at it, it said I was, I also had some African, uh, background. Interesting. Uh, what region? I, I don't know. It, it kind of changed. I don't know. Like it always, I, I, I'm still learning this platform. So, um, I think so, South, south region of africa you know what would be interesting maybe i'll reach out to like 23 and me to to see if we can get like a partnership going or like every guest that come maybe they could do like a 23 and me test and then we can see how we can learn more about our, our past selves because only when we know where we're coming from 
can we have a better picture of, uh, you know, where we're going? You mentioned being a musician, like, um, what type of music do you do uh, growing up in New Jersey? Um, uh, is it, does, does it, well, let me ask you for what type of music do you do? Well, I mean, I like classical. I mean, that's like most old school sort of genre that can, because I feel like from classical music, it, it created, you know, rock and roll and other types of rock and even like modern like hip hop and rap and stuff like that. But as far as being a musician, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm influenced by classical music and, you know, rock genres and various types of metal, like heavy metal and rock and roll. And, um, you know, I like to keep an open mind about and let and see other spectrums of, you know, the rock kind of, um, genre too. But I like, I like writing, you know, some dark metal music. Bless. Uh, How I, do you write dark metal music? I thought I thought people. Now when I say dark metal music, you mean like uh, uh, what? What's the name of that band? Uh, the Iron Maiden or something like? You know, like yeah. The, I mean, that's more of like a traditional British heavy metal kind of vibe. But yeah, I mean, some of their some of their songs. If, if the people are religious and not really into that sh stuff, they, they could view Iron Maiden as, you know, evil and rebellious, but it's, in the modern world, it's more of the soft, sort of friendly um, rock and metal genre, but um, when I say dark, I mean, like, I, I like certain types of, like, death metal and thrash metal, and Mostly that, 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 that emerged from the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. What's your relationship with religion? Are you a religious person? Because like you said, like I grew up in Nigeria, right? My mom was a member of a, a popular church called MFM, Mountain of Fire and Miracles. And, you know, like if I wore a Batman t-shirt, she would say that's evil. If I read Spider-Man, she would say that's evil. <laughs> like, what's your relationship with religion? Uh, are you religious? And do you think... Um, do you draw inferences from all this symbolism and, you know, things like that to to infuse into your music? I was raised Catholic. So as I grew older and uh, meet, met different interesting kids, uh, I think it took me, in, you know, when I was 18 years old, I kind of um, experimented with, you know, different cliques and people that, you know, smoked weed and all that and smoked weed mostly and it sort of just made me listen to their point of view and it just kind of made me learn more about myself it's like okay I was, I was raised catholic and um these other people i'm hanging out with have different different viewpoints yeah and it, it didn't it didn't necessarily made me want to follow them but it made me evaluate what i really wanted to believe in and i feel like it just made me grow apart from religion. I'm I'm no longer religious, but I um I still have the the deep rooted like um, morals of you know being respectful and and uh, to like avoid shoving any belief down anyone's throat in any way. Like uh, I just I just grew I just I don't know, I just I feel like religion for me is just um not really something I you know relate to anymore. It's and as far as like have sh having inspiration from like or away, or away from that, it's um, when I you know write lyrics and music. It's sort of like a re rebellious way of wanting to be a free spirit because like that's my belief now is just you know I'm 
having a free spirit and open mind and because uh, like it doesn't mean you're a good or bad person and what you really necessarily believe in it's the merit that you have and i see a lot of like hypocrites in religion you know not just not just i'm not just talking about this one specific religion it's just in any religion i feel like people are just people no matter what and it's it doesn't really make you good or bad only the merit and lifestyle that you choose and how you react to situations and how you treat others that's what really truly defines you and that's where i pretty much stand in my life right now it's um i mean i'm not really uh i don't really like it's something i don't really normally talk about like it's something i really don't have any interest as far as like meeting new friends and everything if they they preach about what they believe in it's like that's cool i, I don't necessarily um will dislike that person it's more about how many things i can relate to can relate to i mean i agree with that i totally agree with that you touched on a few points that you mentioned hypocrisy which you know i think is pretty big because if we have i don't know what it is like what a billion catholics in the world and like almost like a billion muslims and a billion hindu like half the world at least is religion then why do we still have the problems we have in the world is it that you know on certain days whether that's friday or sunday or whatever day of worship there is uh people are one uh you know they exhibit certain behaviors and then other days of the week they do another thing like uh, what what you said it hit hit home you know especially for someone like me that grew up in nigeria you know we tend to be very, very dogmatic with our religion, um, right. particularly like Christians, where I come from. I, re I remember growing up, and I love telling the story, where I was made to believe that if you smoke a cigarette, then you're bad. Like you're like only bad people smoke cigarettes. And like, you know, if you wear glasses, like you're, you're gentle, you know, you're meek, a gentleman wear glasses, that kind of thing. And I remember the first time I was like eight or nine and I saw someone with a glasses on smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, but it just goes to show how the society or maybe your parents or whatever tend to um, make you believe in one way and see all other people as ops, you know, as, you know, the enemy when we can have divergent views and still be tolerant of each other and live our lives as a community you know yeah absolutely it's yeah a lot of it is culture based too and um there is there is a fine line like people shouldn't really get confused with religion and culture although like it is confused with with amongst each other i mean um a lot of a lot of culture is religion based but at the same time culture is not religious based because you know um when i think of like the muslim sort of belief like they it's in their culture to like not eat pork and things of that nature and to and to dress a certain way and even yeah and even like the, the um what is the religion of like the the middle east kind of um sort of culture uh people will be exiled from the whole community or the whole country just for wearing a certain shirt or, or even listening to certain music or being artistic in any kind of way and I feel like that's very, um, very extreme, you know, it shows shows a lot of uh, the history of human nature. It's uh, like, since, I feel like since the dawn of time, like people will find ways to segregate each other. Yeah, yep. I mean, 
Yep, yeah, like to your point, like I totally agree. I mean, something as simple as wearing a mask, like people turn it political. Like, I don't know how wearing a mask became like a political statement, you know, but, you know, like you said, people always find a way to to say you watch shows like Survivor and, uh, uh, you know, Big Brother and, you know, all these shows and people just tend to, you know, you have a, a show of 20 contestants in the house and people just tend to start forming cliques and, you know, saying oh, it's this group versus that group and some of that is made for tv but some of that is just human nature you know it is what it is but um going back to like uh czechoslovakia for a little bit i don't know if you're a, a man who's interested in sports and i don't know if you watch soccer in particular because uh, i'm nigerian so you know watch a lot of soccer and the czech team oh man like uh I, I'm, I'm an arsenal supporter as well so you know um players like thomas rosiski uh, Pavel Nedved, you know, these are names that play for Arsenal and Juventus, like heavy hitters in the in the soccer field. Um, are you into sports? And I say that to say, you know, most, um, some immigrant population, they tend to connect, you know, through like sports, through like music, through like food. Uh, are you a man who's into sports? And has there been like any deliberate attempt uh, besides you wanting to go to visit, you know, your, your place, uh, your, 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 home uh, air quotes that kind of thing to like connect with your community that kind of thing. yeah um growing up as a kid i watched you know football and basketball with my dad i liked you know the green bay packers and uh chicago bulls like in the 90s and early 2000s lebron but, versus jordan quick one <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know i feel like they're both legendary yeah that's a pc answer <laughs> yeah i mean like they have, you have the old school legend and like the new age legend. So I mean, I don't know. I can't. I'm not too much into the the basketball to really pick a favorite. It's it's as I grew older, I I realized I like I wore into extreme sports such as you know BMX and motocross, freestyle motocross, and uh, like I don't know, just like really extreme, dangerous kind of things that you know operate on wheels basically and because uh, like a lot because I grew up riding dirt bikes and so I felt like I, I felt more related I felt more related to that kind of sports I like I like, I like my favorite my favorite um, broadcast to watch is like the X games when it comes on I get mm. really excited I watched that was in football. Colorado this year earlier this year before COVID but was it last year it was in Aspen the X games was in Aspen this year or last year before COVID sometime yeah, yeah, that I think that's right. That was the Winter X Games, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and um, I've yet been noticing, like, currently they 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 have these competitions. They call it like the real, the real BMX or real street or real moto, and <laughs> so they just they they hire their own videographers to do that sort of sport, whether it be skateboarding, um, BMX, or a dirt bike. Uh, they choose their location. It can like they they this their time to be creative. They can uh, on their like video edits and like on like what what I, like what's that? I've seen a few videos like that, but those are just like a couple of friends filming. Or is this an actual sporting event? No, it, it's real professionals, like real big name um, people that are like have medals and skateboarding and bikes and 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 freestyle motocross and stuff interesting they're like they really get creative with like 
<clears throat> the spots they do is like you know they they um, see like a curb that they'll like do like a crazy trick on and like they'll fly down flight of twenty stairs and uh, jump jumping jumping over trains and uh, you like jumping on a wall and riding on the wall. You know they're create they they pick their music that they like to do and like a lot of it they they post it on YouTube and like. Uh, it it's they got it it became it worked really well during the covid situation because you know it it allowed you know people to vote online and they can watch it on youtube and like they'll just go on instagram or whichever platform and be like yeah like this this guy right here is my favorite he should he he deserves a gold medal and nice you, you know what you know what you sound very like calm and collected and reserved for someone who likes like extreme sports and like metal music and things like that like it's uh it's it's hard to place it like if you didn't tell me these things i would have never i would never have guessed you know that kind of thing have you always been like that like like living on the edge like that adrenaline that kind of thing or um did you just start to gravitate toward that like recently um yeah i mean i've always been i've always been kind of a crazy kid i've I like jumping off of things when I was like a toddler and riding, building ramps out of like doors and, you know, dirt, whatever I could find. And I guess I, I do like adrenaline. It's the only thing I'm afraid of is heights. And, I, and I'm, I've always been like a shy, reserved kid. It's like, I feel like I use different, uh, different, uh, lack of a better term, platforms, so to speak to be creative whether it be you know music or sports or anything like well, that. well yeah like yeah like making my heart beat a little bit you know um i feel like i was more crazy when i was younger but i feel like personality wise i feel like that's a big misconception you know um it's not always a you know um because like for someone that's like you know quiet and reserved and observing and all that uh i feel like those are they use different ways to be creative in sort of like the crazy way, you know, they don't like to, you know, they don't like to always be in the spotlight as far as, Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm a wild person. They, like the people like that look for ways to be creative and they, they, they take time and plan things out and try to be safe about it. And to an extent. Interesting. Interesting. And so talking about music, like it's interesting you talk about that because I'm thinking about making like a soundtrack or playlist for the podcast because I've interviewed a bunch of artists uh, from different countries. So I have music coming in from like China, from the U.S., from Africa, obviously, uh, you know, um, different things. Like it'll be it'll be nice for you to maybe contribute a track or two, like a metal track. But what's your process like in making music? Like I read somewhere that you recorded like one or two songs on your own does this mean like you were the engineer you were the producer you were the vocalist you were everything and what's that process like for you is there a mood is there a particular time of day do you have to have your lyrics before you go in or do you have to like feel the beat to feel a vibe or do you make the beat like what's your process like well it was up until recently where i try to do things on my own i just i moved out of state on my own to just sort of start over and to just um show that show initiative and to sort of uh be a leader in a way i mean as far as saying saying um that i do do things on my own it's more about writing the writing process and um play have, playing and writing guitar riffs and bass riffs and uh 
versus lyrics. I I, I would consider myself a co-producer right now because I I pay a sound engineer to record whatever I have to and uh yeah it's like I I I this year I just uh established an LLC so I can sort of do it in a business slash professional sort of way. That's the way to go about it, man. It's particularly now in the in the world of you know, independent musicians and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it's I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of kick myself in the in the in the rear. I tend to I don't know. I feel like like I I I do make progress, but at the same time, I I, I feel like I could be further. I mean, it's the whole, the big the biggest uh, setback is you know the cost of things, whether it be you know like paying paying studio time and like trademarks and uh anything business related you know it's like it, it's a huge setback cuz like it's more time consuming especially when you're doing it on your own and showing initiative and assertiveness it sort of takes longer because you have to you know you have to plan everything you have to fund everything you have to be the one to organize but it's it's a, it's a temporary sort of motive i feel like with what I'm doing it will have something to show for and I could be like, hey, would you like to join my band or you know, mm. play music with me? Um, you can contribute with the writing and all that. It's sort of it's sort of just I don't know, the inspiration kind of comes, I try not to force it. Mm. It's more about it's more about um motivating myself more than anything and uh sort of just focusing on on the dark realities of of society and life and it's a way of it's like a it's like a therapy set your personal therapy session and without me you know being creative i feel like i don't know i'd i'd be more i'd be boring i don't know how to explain it more chaotic i mean i get i get i get it yeah speaking my language you know i'm not like a full-time podcaster i I do have a, a day job but I understand what you're saying. Like, it's hard, you know, doing everything independently. You know, I've been I've been doing my podcast now independently for two years. It's kind of like, it gets difficult, but, you know, you still find that motivation because if I don't do the podcast, like, I don't get to, like, have that release, you know, in a sense. Like, this is, like, my outlet in a way, and I, I think yours might be a, a level or a notch above that, you know, with the music thing. Uh, but let me ask you this. What do you hope to achieve with your music? Do you have anything specific or you just want to, um, do you have anything specific, like a specific goal you want to achieve, like personally or out there in the world, or you just kind of like, you know, doing music because this is what you love to do, this is your passion, and whether or not, you know, um, you become that, you know, charting musician, air quotes that, you, you know, you just don't mind, that kind of thing? Yeah, um, great question. Uh, yeah, I do have goals, and I do have, I, I like, I do have a pretty large vision and dream of networking with people across the world and knowing their culture and um just you know someone like i feel like bumble is a a beautiful platform slash app i'm not talking about the dating thing that's that's a waste <laughs> as far as as far as not, connecting, not for everybody bro <laughs> oh yeah i mean in my eyes i feel like i'd rather it's way easier to connect with someone if you're you know being professional and I, I feel like that's a True. great way to meet people quicker. And that's just one example of connecting with people. And that's that's one of my goals is to like reach out to other artists, 
it doesn't they, uh, like videographers, photographers, uh, other other business uh, professionals to learn from, and to sort of co- sort of collaborate with them, and to sort of not sort of but be an inspiration and to uh, um, just connect with really badass, awesome people that are like that are that that are away from like the local sort of. Uh, sort of a camaraderie you know Got um, it. i i want to avoid that i don't want to just only connect with people that are in the united states or in the united states you yeah. need to travel more man you need to get out there absolutely like yeah, if you have uh, a u.s passport it'll be easier for you to get to a ton of countries so absolutely that's 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 one of the goals of mine is like because i feel like you know with the music I, I i will have something to show for i don't like to just talk mm. about what i i don't like to just talk about what i'm doing i'm like this is this is what I'm working on. I mean, if I mean, could you draw something for me? Could we, could we like make a video together? Could we, um, you know, it, it it's it, it it could expand to something much bigger than that. You know, it's like it's sort of like a stepping stone to something even more creative than just the music. And I you know feel like there's so much to learn from people. And I feel like just talking to someone that's you know just talking to someone. It's not just the music being therapeutic, but actually speaking with people that are intelligent and creative and artistic. Most that's, definitely. A, that's a huge ther- therapy session and a great way to know yourself and to know um, the potential of what could be in all this. And um, it, it's possible for everybody. It's like, that's a huge, and it's a huge motivation for me to travel, especially, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't want to just travel for the sake of traveling or just to say that I'm, just to post on Facebook and or Instagram saying, Oh, here's some pictures of me. Mm-hmm. I'm just, tra- just, I'm just traveling. It's like, I feel like it's sort of a, a basic normal thing to say for the sake of conversation. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want to do? Oh, I want to travel. But like, but why do you want to travel? Why you want to travel? Oh, that's pretty unique perspective, man. It goes to show that, you know, you really put some thought into how you live your life. And I like to believe you're like pretty deliberate. And living your life, you know, let us know, man. If you ever get out there, you know, to Czechoslovakia, to like Europe in general, like, you know, we, we like to follow the lives of our guests as they continue to do the things that they do. Um, I just want to appreciate you, man, for being on the podcast, sharing a little bit about your heritage, your interests, and your background. Um, but before we leave, like, is there a specific question that uh, you were meaning for me to ask, uh, something you wanted to address? Or perhaps you want to talk to your future self, or maybe you just want to like drop your social media handles or, you know, links to your projects or things like that. Uh, you kind of have the floor this last few minutes uh, before we end the episode. Awesome. I appreciate your time as well, man. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see like, like, were you like, for your inspiration to be, to have like the culture class, like what made you want to talk about culture and connect with people with different cultures and with that nature? Uh, a few things. So my dad was in the Nigerian military. Um, so I I grew up in different places in Nigeria. Uh, we moved around a lot um, because of my dad's job. So I got to like make a, a whole lot of new friends and interact with people from different cultures. I always thought it was fascinating. My dad also exposed us, my brother and I, when we were much younger, before my sisters were born to like world cultures because he was always like a, a global thinker. So we had like encyclopedias in the house. Um, he installed um, uh, Ankara, if anyone can remember that. This was a uh, pre-Wikipedia like 
uh, it was like an encyclopedia that came in all these CDs, like a software you install it, uh, Encyclopedia and Carter. I think it was mailed by Microsoft. You know, watching the Discovery Channel, and later in my life, you know, I moved to Washington D.C. And Washington D.C. is kind of like the hotbed for like international culture. So all those things, you know, coming together just drove my curiosity in other cultures. And whenever I interact with people from different places, I ask all these questions, you know, talk to them about their cultures, talk to them about where they're from. And I just decided to put it on the podcast. So this is more like a passion project, so to say, of mine. And I've been doing it uh, for two years now, uh, you know, 100 episodes and counting. Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, I mean, I ask that in case of anyone that hasn't listened to any of your episodes or anything, if you haven't mentioned that before, or I mean, if you have mentioned that before, and if people, or is this, this is the first podcast that they're listening to from you and everything? So yeah, yeah, I mean, I have I've said that before, but sometimes you know, whenever I say that, when someone asks me that question, I tend to add a little bit of you know, maybe there's something I didn't touch on, like I haven't mm-hmm. talked about the encyclopedia yeah. bit before and you know so but but if someone has been consistent listening to different episodes then you have an idea of why i decided to start podcasts that kind of thing absolutely yeah that's really cool man um definitely take time to go back in your earlier episodes um a couple years ago and um you know listen to it see how you see see how you evolved and i appreciate it appreciate it and any feedback will be most appreciated man most appreciated uh, all right, man. You want to drop like your social media handles or anything? If there's people want to reach uh, out to you, sure. Um, I, I have Instagram, uh, Deep Space Entity, all lower uh, one one word, Deep Space Entity. Um, lower or what is it called? Underscore. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, uh, you're going to say lowercase. <laughs> oh yeah, underscore. Um, so I just post a lot of art and everything. Um, have nothing, not plan on releasing anything this year as far as music and everything. Um, I just have a lot of trademark issues and legal stuff that I have to worry about. But um, really, I'm gonna, like, yeah, what, what, what's the nature of that? What's going on? Uh, it's like the brand name, man. Like I, I, you know, I have attorneys that I, I pay to do a whole um, sophisticated search and seeing if there's any conflicts with similarities of the name and all that and. So I have to like figure out a more creative brand for myself or for the art. And uh, yeah, I mean, so, but, but besides that, I'm, I'm working with videographers and, and performers. I'm planning on shooting music videos um, within these last two months uh, or just last month of the year of the year and um, recording more music and all that. Um, But yeah, just, you know, if you, Follow me on Instagram, Deep Space Entity underscore. Um, just uh, eventually, I'll I'll slowly build up that sort of um, empire, so to speak. Yeah, and he's not kidding about the art either. It's like pretty interesting uh, art you have there uh, on Instagram. Uh, and we'll probably be borrowing one of that to use for the cover art for this episode or something. Uh, yeah, it's like I. I don't own any of the art. I, I give credit to those artists that I that I mention in those posts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's very eerie and dark, and but it's like it's very 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 detailed. I like the very detailed kind of stuff and creative stuff. Obviously, it does show some of your personality. Awesome. That's that's my goal, man. 
All right, guys. Uh, as usual, follow us. Uh, it's Culture Class Podcast everywhere. Uh, let us know what you think about the episode. Um, reach out to uh, Matush. Uh, we'll probably have links to some of his works or, or anything like that uh, in the episode. And yeah, just stay in touch. And until next time, be well. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep in touch, man. Uh, good to have you, man. You're one cool dude, man.